and the intricacies of that, the meaning behind the meaning. We're really, we love that. So if you ever notice that men sometimes talk differently than women, it's because that is true. They actually are different in, in so many ways in that area. And you'll notice that there is a big uh, difference between female and male conversation early on in development, like around eight years old, an eight-year-old girl will never stop talking and an eight-year-old boy is not interested, not interested in the meaning behind the meaning. But the little girl, she's interested in, in the communication and socialization aspect. That's just part of our nature. All right. All right. Again, going back to the situation, I'm going off on tangents, people. What's going on with me today? The patient came in and she was talking about how she separated from her husband and they were working on the relationship and they're trying to get back together. She asked me what many women and men ask me about their partner that they've been separating from and uh, trying to make work out again. And they asked me, how do I know this person's changed? That's a really good question. I, I thought I should answer it tonight. Let me first talk about change as a whole, as a therapist and as a person who's had to work a lot on her own change and experienced change and self-transformation. So I can tell you that it change really means change, people. Uh, it requires for us to have humility. It requires for us to eat humble pie and to do things we never did before, or maybe have had judgments about doing, but we know it's the right thing to do, but we just never did before. So we have to actually be humble in this area. I know you're thinking, well, what does humility have to do with change? A lot. That's the skill you need before change. I would even say that's going to, that's like a part of this, the change construct. That's part of the building blocks for change is to be humble because you have to allow new information to come in or for you to entertain new information. And why it's difficult for people that are not humble and that are built up with ego, why they have a hard time changing is because they believe their beliefs are reality. And anybody's beliefs that don't support theirs are not reality. And they will fight this till death. <laughs> They'll fight this until Khaleesi rides her dragon all across King's Landing, burning every street just to prove a point that we want what we want. <laughs> and we're angry and our ego takes over. Our ego takes over to the point of uh, self-destruction. That's what ego does. So humility is healing in so many ways. It allows us to go to places that we might not have perceived as reality before and entertain things like peaceful communication, inner peace, resolving unfinished business, healing. We're going to entertain a lot more things than we did before in our old reality. Yeah, change is hard, very hard, especially when you have an ego, especially when you like to fight to prove that you're right all the time. And that was the case that you could see with this patient that came in and talking about her husband. She wanted to see if, in fact, he's changing. One of the things that we have to consider as the person who, man or woman, that who's, who's watching their partner claim that they've changed, we have to sit with self-honesty, okay? If we are strong enough men and women on the inside, if we have worked on our self-love and started to plant those seeds in there, then it'll be really easy to see if somebody has changed or not. 
in the relationship. If you're not lying to yourself, if you're not trying to make this person see what they need to change anymore, I'm not a huge fan of telling people how they need to change. Why I say that is because they already know most of the time. They've already experienced the distress of their actions and what their actions have caused. They just don't admit it. They still blame shift and they still blame other people for how they feel. And one of the biggest thing that people with ego have a hard time with is uh, taking responsibility for their insecurity. They will usually blame other people for their feelings. So it is very difficult, you guys, for a person who has ego to, to take responsibility for how they feel without the blame shifting. So keep that in mind. When you're sitting there looking at your partner asking yourself if he's, if he or she has changed, just think, I can't make any justifications. If I'm honest with myself, I'll see exactly what I need to see because this person is showing me and has been showing me. If I'm not sitting there making excuses for that person or asking them to talk to me better or asking them to communicate more openly and become more transparent. Nonsense. They already know. They already know. That's why you separated to begin with. I'm sure they sat with themselves. But listen, if a responsible person sits with themselves, they take responsibility and ownership for their own emotions and their own unfinished business to help resolve it and baggage to help sift through it, right? But a person with a big old ego uh, can't do that. They just sit with themselves and they are not practicing self-honesty. Most of the time they're defending their ego. So they're coming up with justifications and, and excuses of why they need to believe what they believe. They'll come up with it. They'll even get people involved in it and talk about how they're a victim that they, uh, that the person, their partner is, is such a villain and all that good stuff. So again, when it comes to change people, and it's really easy to see if you're honest with yourself, you'll see if that person's changed. You will see it loud and clear. So don't worry about having the perfect measurements to assess whether this person's changed. Uh, no, <laughs> we just need you to sit with yourself honesty and watch. Please understand that nothing changes if nothing changes. Change is very difficult. Like I said, very difficult to do. It is having to question what you've believed your whole life and to change, actually change it, change thoughts, change behaviors, change beliefs. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's not just lip service. Proof is in the pudding when it comes to change. I don't care what anybody says. I've changed. I've transformed. I've blah, blah. But if you solve your problems the way you still solve your problems, ain't much has changed, friend. Ain't much has changed. Sit back. You're working too hard if you're looking for change because it's right in front of your face. It's what they do and what they don't do that really defines where they're at in their journey of change. Because we have a tremendous amount of hope, sometimes when we look at our partners that claim they have changed, we are not ready to see it. You know, we're not ready to see that they haven't, which ends up being problematic because it can be painful for me looking at this person who I want to change and think that they haven't changed because it was something that I did. It's something that I wasn't worthy enough for them to change for. And all of this is false. So in case you do have this belief, it is just painful and hurtful to you. Um, and it's a very common one that many people have when 
they try to work things out with their partner and their partner hasn't changed and they have this idea that, oh my God, this person has not changed and uh, I'm not, I wasn't worthy enough for them to change. And that is not true. People, if a person has a hard time to change, it's because it's very hard to change. Now, maybe for you, you're able to take responsibility. So of course the change for you will be a lot quicker because you're flexible mentally. But again, for a person that cannot admit that they have a need for change, uh, and then they have, they have this huge ego they have to protect. They're not gonna, <laughs> they're, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. And we need to leave them, uh, to work that out. It is not our fault or our call, uh, whether they did, they do change or not. Really. We have nothing to do with it. Really. We don't. Uh, when you keep yourself that way, you can be, appropriately emotionally detached from the situation and it's and it's an emotionally safe place to be okay i need you to be emotionally safe when you're looking at your partner and they're claiming they've changed which is great because you're ready to see without the denial right going back to that a lot of the times when we are with a partner and we have made we took responsibility for our own change and the need for change and we're doing the work People that we love, we can even be in the same household with them, are, may not be where we're at. And we need to accept that. That's part of acceptance here. We need to accept that sometimes they may not be in the same place in the journey of change. And that's okay. (laughs) But it's really hard because when we love someone, we want them to join in. We start experiencing the change and the awakening that comes with change. And we want to have the people that we love experience that freedom, but they can't come with us sometimes. They're not ready. And that's okay. People cannot all change at the same time. Like I said, it requires a lot of internal self-reflection and ownership and humility and lessons to be learned. And it is not the same for everyone everybody's on their own journey. And just because we're a couple, it does not mean that we're both going to awaken on the same time, uh, at the same time. It's actually not even logical for that to happen. So I'm expecting that one will awaken before the other. And if that is the case, your job as the person who's awakened in that relationship is to do what's right for this relationship, whatever that could be. If it's placing boundaries or removing yourself or separating from the relationship or even joining or reconciling back into the relationship, anything that is right for the relationship. Notice I said anything that would be good for that relationship and it needs to be things that would result in equality and fairness. Okay. So if one is putting more than the other and you're seeing that and you know that that is not a fair place to be in a relationship. This is not something that's going to work long term. And we want this to be for life. When you get back and reconcile with a person, we want it to be for life. But if they haven't learned those lessons, this is going to be a rough ride for you. And you are not, I am not the one to teach those lessons. I'm not there to teach anybody's lessons. So accept that sometimes the best thing for a relationship uh, requires a lot of wisdom to know what the right thing to do for this relationship. And it may not be what we think is the most comfortable thing to do, whatever that means to you. 
All right. I want you to make sure that fear is not the ultimate decision maker in that relationship. It can't be fear. Remember, it has to be the inner wisdom, your gut, your gut without the fear, putting fear aside, knowing that fear is there, but it's not going to be responsible for that decision in that relationship. You got to practice this wisdom, sit with yourself, identify what your fears are and what decisions you would make out of fear. So this way you are very clear on what you would like to do and in seeing whether this person has changed or not. Yeah, this requires a lot of wisdom, a lot of inner self-reflection and our ability to be honest with ourselves. Like I said, right from the beginning. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening in. <laughs> I hope this makes sense. I hope it does. If not, it's been fun reflecting on this. Maybe for my own self-betterment, I suppose. But I hope this helps someone out. Again, please feel free to email me if you guys have a topic uh, or a question about relationships that you would like me to dissect. I would love to do that. I would love to know what's on your mind. I'm sending you love and acceptance. This has been an episode of Drive Through.